Hello, today's episode of Drive Time is brought to you by me. <laughs> I know you probably heard a um, a little, hey, come drive uh, or start doing uh, Anchor, yada, yada, yada. I, I apologize for that. It's just a little bit of AdSense or whatever um, so I can keep uh, my phone bill going. No, I'm just kidding. It's something that I add just to do it. So today, October the 16th, day after my baby sister's birthday, um, we called her yesterday and uh, wished her a happy birthday. Um, yeah, it's drive time. So uh, we are ready for October to be kind of over at this point. I mean, we're, what, uh, about 15 days exactly to uh, Halloween, which is on a Saturday, ironically. Today's date is a Friday. So uh, for most people, it's kicking off a weekend uh, if you run like a normal job, but I have a non-normal job. So today is like um, technically a Monday because I had a day off yesterday. Um, but still, you know, your your work maybe two or three days, and then you'll be off another two days, three days, and then you know it just it just fluctuates depending on this this the uh, the money. So I, I want to talk about physical pain and pain and uh, emotional, just stuff as you get older, the stuff that you experience. So like um, today I woke up with a very, very aggressive uh, lower back pain, right? So <laughs> I realized as you get older, stuff breaks down. I mean, your your back doesn't feel like you're 15 anymore. Uh, your legs don't feel like you're, you know, seven anymore. I mean, uh, less, uh, it's called, uh, I guess the electricity, uh, electricity, ah, electricity, what is it, uh, <laughs> the fact that you're uh, elastic, electricity, I don't know, it's too, it's, uh, I'm recording this in the morning, it's too early in the morning, <laughs> um, yeah, like, you just don't feel the same, now I get it, there are some people who are um, just amazing uh, physical shape for their age, right, I know uh, two people in general, um, One's a, one's a young lady, she runs a, uh, a gym, essentially, or helps people bodybuild at the gym and stuff. I mean, bravo, you know, that's, that's amazing that she can keep in great shape and, and can still continuously uh, give value. And, uh, I mean, she looks great. She, she does. She looks, she looks amazing. Um, and there's another guy I know, uh, a guy I haven't really spoken to, but I became Facebook friends with him not too long ago. Um, one of my one of my closer friends when I was growing up uh he looks amazing like he's ripped I mean he's he's got seven abs his abs have abs I mean he he looks he looks he looks amazing I mean big ass beard that's beautiful beard by the way anyway (laughs) but uh, a lot of my friends and a lot of people my age I'm starting to see you know gray creep in I'm starting to see some changing of the color you know, instead of being just uh, pepper, they're being more salt and pepper. And of course, with the women, you, you really won't ever notice it unless, again, they let themselves go or something to where most women um, within a certain age have already dyed their hair and they're coloring their hair and, and, and things along that sort. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be difficult to see who's actually graying and who's like, you know, fading out and, and all that. But, you know, um, it's, it's interesting to me to see the physical changes. Now, do I feel old? Yes and no. I mean, I, on days like this where my back is aching and it's simply because I probably uh, kicked a football too hard or didn't stretch out completely, um, 
those are probably the days where I'm like, oh man, you feel old. I mean, it happens. I mean, I'm, I've been quietly training for um, family uh, football game in November. We play on Thanksgiving every year. Um, and then also, uh, and then also, I have um, a race, a 5K race in Ocampo on the 31st. And essentially, that's just going to be a fun run. I don't expect to win it. I don't expect to uh, to uh, to do a whole bunch of crazy antics. I mean, I'm, I'm probably going to run like a 35-minute uh, 5K. I mean, just as slow as can be. I mean, 11-minute miles, that kind of thing. Because I have not ran since February, which was the last time that uh, last time I came I came back from this from the hospital. So anyway, uh, yeah you get old it sucks but it doesn't suck in in a way that physically yeah I mean you can try to get back into shape and you can try to um, stretch more and and there are some things that your body your body's going to be able to do I mean if you continuously stretch and stretch and stretch and stretch I'm pretty sure you can get to the point where you can be a a super limber Um, you know if you start doing uh, you know like like I was saying my classmates they've taught me that you know three years of working on their body they can make themselves look amazing you know five years you know in the game of, of building themselves up they can and, and they're the same age as me you know um one thing that i was talking with a friend of mine was the stressors you know job stressors things that things that you don't realize are killing you slowly are killing you slowly um you know the food you eat how you eat the food um what kind of food you're eating when you eat um, are you keeping a rotated balanced diet right if you're not you're going to be you're going to be screwed one way or another you know and, and then another thing is that your body type can only take so many so many things so for instance if you have so for instance if you have like um a diabetes right you shouldn't be eating that many sweets you shouldn't be eating that much um candy, you know, that, that those, those kinds of heavy snacks, uh, soda water, that kind of stuff, you know, it's, it's not, it's not ideal, obviously, but, uh, but yeah, that's kind of, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of the downside of, of getting older is that you get the autonomy. Like for instance, most people, they, when they become a high schooler, um, they get a little bit of autonomy, right? They, they'll be able to make some choices. They'll be able to, to have a little bit more say in what they're doing. And for the most part, you know, they start to make their own decisions and choices. All right, cool. No big deal. At some point, you know, they graduate. Maybe they go off to college. Um, you know, just in the traditional sense, right? After you graduate from high school, if you choose to go to college, you go to college. If not, Maybe you're still living in the basement. Maybe you're still living at your parents' residency. Maybe you go get an apartment. You know, maybe you start traveling the world. Whatever. There's a lot of there's a lot of um, paths there. But I'll just take the traditional one. You go off to college, and that's full autonomy. You have the right to just not go to school if you want to. You have the right to just stop doing what you're doing. And um, <laughs> I mean, it's just, that's the way it goes. So 
as you start making life choices around that age, there is a point where you decide or when you realize that what the decisions you've been making have not been good, have not been positive, they're not the things that you need to do, you know, and, and then you can change them. There's points in your life where you probably should and you won't, and there's points in your life where you do. Reality is, I mean, that's life. You know, you, you make dumb, you're young and dumb uh, early, and then, hey, later on, you make really good decisions or better decisions about your life. Sorry, I had to pass. <laughs> like I said, these drive time episodes are um, filmed while I'm driving to or from work, so. Um, yeah, so sorry about that, but uh, yeah, I had to pass lanes, and I just wanted to make sure I was concentrating, because when you're young and dumb, you don't give a shit about stuff. You don't give a shit about how you drive. You can drive aggressively. You can tear up your car. When you're older, it's like, okay, I just want to make sure I merge lanes, to you know, use my blinker, that that kind of that old man stuff, right? <laughs> it's funny how as I'm older, I feel more and more like an old man. I mean, it's just natural. You, you sit there and say, uh, well, I'm not going to call somebody back because it's already 8.30 or it's already 9 o'clock. It's like, I'm, I'm getting ready for bed. I'm in the shower. I'm going to eat a snack before I go to sleep. You know, usually fruit cups or, or something along those lines. And then I'm going to drink a pretty much a bottle of water and then I'm going to go to sleep. Like, that's, you know, that's the nightly routine, for instance, is a bottle of water, a light snack, a banana, something like that, and then let's go to sleep. That way your body can eat that while you're sleeping. I had a crazy dream. Like I was uh, on the, I was on the NFL team, the Colts, and um, Peyton Manning was my quarterback, and Pat McAfee was my punter, and I essentially had a roommate, roommated with them on. I guess what it was was the Super Bowl, but it's hard to tell. Anyway, um, huh, yeah. It's just, uh, it's just interesting, you know, it's, it's interesting that, uh, it's interesting how my mind works and my mind thinks, and then there was another, um, there's another dream, I, because you know how you wake up in between times, so, like, you'll, you'll, you'll have a full dream to completion, and then you wake up, it's like 3.30 in the morning, and then you go to sleep, and then you wake up. I don't know, two and a half hours later, uh, three, three hours later, and then you've had another full dream. So the Pat McAfee, uh, Peyton Manning dream was the second dream I had. The first dream I had was that I was running away from like some zombies, you know, normal zombie dreams. Everybody has them, whatever. Um, they're an anagram for something else, but I, I don't know. <laughs> Deep subconscious 40 and stuff. Anyway, so I'm in this dream and I'm at my high school stadium. And um, we're trying to figure out why there is this mold growing on the stadium, growing on the floor, growing on this cabin that's right beside the stadium. So we're inside this cabin. And when I say we, it's like me, um, my wife, a couple of other managers that I know at my workplace. And we're trying to discover and figure out why why uh, this this mold stuff is growing, and we can't can't figure it out. 
it's it's only after maybe 25 30 minutes of looking around that we notice subtly the uh the like the machine i mean like the machine but the uh the floor is like sinking in so everybody's asleep my, my family's asleep so now this cuts like the cabin well me and my wife proper are asleep and um and then it's like my kids are sleeping in another room and i guess this sinking which we later come to find out is actually lava is eating away the ground eating away the cabin and uh it, it's just starts flowing it just starts flowing out and um huh, i i look at this like oh no we're screwed like we're, we're all gonna die we're all gonna eat so first thing we do is take the kids out we take the kids outside and it's raining outside so it, it's hard to tell exactly uh, where to step and stuff because the floor itself, itself is, is melted and it, it, it has lava going and there's there's smoke and you know but then on the other side it's raining on them so they're cold so anyway we have to evacuate the house like pronto like stat um, I grab you know firearms I grab uh, some cash I grab a couple of different clothes like we're throwing stuff outside to where you know because the house itself is being engulfed by this uh, by this lava. Um, and I don't even know like you know how they say you can interpret your dreams um, <laughs> I mean what it felt like was the stress was lava and my house my family all these things will be engulfed by it if I don't get away from it you know I can sit here and try to to um, infer what that actually meant I mean, but this is just a quick analysis of what I actually feel like. I feel like stress itself is lava, and the lava is consuming my life. It'll consume my kids before long. It'll consume my house, my, my wife, my life, um, and the things that I try to pack away, and in this case, it was a firearm, but the things I try to pack away and save, there's only a couple of things. You can't save everything. You can't, you know, so naturally, my kids are the first thing out, right? My kids are the natural first thing that I, I escort out. Uh, and then it's my wife, and then it's, you know, a handful of other things. You know, whether it be a, a laptop with all the memories or a hard drive with all the pictures of the youth. Like, those kinds of things are really important to me because, you know, I won't have that back. But I remember it all, right? Your, your memory is a hard drive itself. You know, you have to pull up and you have to recall in order to get in there and recall it. Like, I remember a lot of my kids. I remember a lot of the photographs that I've taken and how I've taken them, where I've taken them at. But if I don't see the photo, I'm not just going to remember, oh, hey, this one time I took Abigail to X, Y, and Z. Or, hey, this one time I took, uh, you know, Thomas to the, to the swimming pool and we swam. It's like, yeah, but if you don't know that, you won't, like, you won't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you don't actively think about that stuff. Anyway, so um, it ends up consuming... You know, uh, apparently the stadium first, which I guess that represents my job, and then it takes over my house, which I guess represents my personal life. Um, but it didn't get my children or my wife, which I guess that's me uh, picking the things I love in my life most, and then walking away from the stress, right? Walking away from the lava. Anyway, um, a lot of other shit when you get old, you accue, uh, you accue you accumulate a whole bunch of different information and you can psychoanalyze yourself as if you're going to be right it's another thing you do when you're an old person (laughs) 
I mean, physical pain, check. Uh, mental pain, yes. I mean, believe it or not, you know, the burdens that we carry and the stress and the emotions that we carry from other people's strained relationships or our own strained relationships with people, that's another thing that you realize when you get old. And that's another kind of pain that you deal with when you get old. Um, I mean, you have a strained relationships. You have strained relationships based off of a lot of different things. Based off of people uh, calling you names or messing with you or teasing you or, or just being a shitty person to you. You know, that's that's um, that's one of the ways that you just kind of sit there and start valuing. Well, evaluating more specifically. Do I really want this person in my life? Do you? Do I really want... Let's just say Paul, right? Do I really want Paul in my life? Because Paul is negative and uh, beat you down. And yeah, there are some good life conversations, but for the most part, it's not good in life. It's heavy, dark, and assuming. You know, do you want that relationship in your life? It's breeding negativity. And you'd say, eh, but I have to because Paul's my uncle or my aunt or you know, whatever, right? Paul's, Paul's a family member, close family member. And the reason why we're close is because we're, we're born of the same person. It's like, okay, yeah, but do you really have to listen to their shit? No. Well, then cut them out of your life. But if you cut people out of your life, I mean, they're the people that are closest to you, right? They should know you the best, but they actually don't know you at all. Um, that's the, I guess that's the hard So what do you do? Do you focus on trying to help these people understand you as a person and help these people um, get on the same page and and um, see you for who you are, no, they won't ever do that. They're stuck in their own ways. Right? But me and as an adult says, well, okay, well, the person that I knew at 15 is completely different from the person I'm going to know at 32. It's a reasonable way of looking at it. It is. It's a reasonable way of looking at things. But nowadays, you become so guarded with family members and different things like that that they see what they want to see. That's most people. Uh, it's funny. Uh, we're talking about pain, right? We're talking about hurt and, and different things like that that you experience throughout the age. I was looking at old check stubs from when I was with the sales organization. And I was rocking. I was rocking, man. I had... I was making pain. Yes, most of these things are relative, but you know, the average American makes $50,000 a year. You know, so when you put it on a scale like that, I think that's like $1,700 every two weeks take home. Maybe maybe a little bit more, let's say, I don't know, 19 somewhere in there. So let's go back to 18 because I think that's the right, correct math, 18000 um, or I'm sorry, 1800 every two weeks, so it's like 34 uh, a month or something like that. Again, the math isn't going to shake out, but then there's, you know, 26 weeks, essentially, 26 paychecks that you get of that. But uh, anyway, I was making like five grand a week. It's crazy when I start looking at it, because I'm like, oh, so within one month, I made like 
$27,000. There's some other months where I made uh, $3,000. There's some other months where I only made $300. You know, that's, that's the life of a sales commission person. You know, is that you do well for a certain amount of time. There's like a boom season and then, you know, there's not a boom season. Or, or prospects get tough. Or... You know, you're, you're not necessarily hitting the sweet spot or you're waiting on <clears throat> prospective clients. And I remember that game. I mean, it was difficult to try to flag down and hunt, not hunt down, but try to get in front of the prospective client, right? You're trying to get your product seen. You're trying to make yourself pitch. You're trying to show why these, uh, why this is a benefit, why, why this is um, something that they should invest in. X, Y, and Z, right? That's one of the main reasons why, when you look at it, it's one of the main reasons why, when you look at it, um, it's, it's really one of those, hey, I, I, if I could only get, you know, three prospective clients this week, show them the product, show them the benefits, do a great sales presentation, answer any objections and questions correctly, there's a good chance, I would say like an 85% chance that they're going to see me, they're going to say yes, and the, and the 15% that's out there, that's usually handled in the objections, and that's usually handled in the, okay, well, what are we going to do here, you know, maybe it's the price, maybe it's the negotiation, maybe it's the timing, right, and you always have objections to take care of those, you always have sales presentation pieces to take care of them, well, if it's timing, well, hey, listen, if I came back in six months, um, and gave you the same deal, would you take it? Again, I know we, we completely broke away from the topic before, 
but I, I just think it's interesting because it's like I don't use any of that stuff anymore. Like I don't use any of it. And I could. It could be applicable. I mean, in my daily work. I mean I could use it on customers, I could use it on people I work with. I mean, you know, the problem is in those organizations at that time, I've never seen that customer. I mean, references, maybe they're in the neighborhood, maybe for somebody who works in the organization, that kind of stuff, but I would pretty much never see the guy. Right? I would, I would, I would, I would not show up and be like, yeah, here you go. This is what it is. I've met a lot of people, and I was talking guy who calls on my business, I guess you call him a vendor, I mean just for short, he's a salesperson that calls on my business, and we're actually talking about this, he's used a couple of things on me, and I just kind of, I kind of, do, I dodged around them, he's like, well, what you're telling me, you, when we first started interacting, he's like, so what you're telling me is that you, know, you can't do it right now, but you can do it later, and I was like, yeah, I can, I can do it right now, and I can do it later, but the problem is I don't like being sales talk. I don't like a sales presentation, sales talk, and then now you're trying to answer objections. And he's just like, huh? Like, it just blew him out of the water. I was like, let me guess, you're going to offer this for six months or a year, and you're going to give me some kind of discount on it. And he was just like, um, I mean, would that work for you? I was like, no, it's not. So then he tried the other tactic. Well, you know, to me, it just seems like you're a bottom line kind of guy. You know, uh, what can we do uh, about the price? And I was like, what do you mean, what can we do about the price? Well, I mean, you like the product, right? I was like, yeah, I'll tell you, yes. But, I mean, truly, I don't need you, you know? I don't, I don't need your product. You're trying to come in here to sell me for my business or whatever it is. It's, it's not important. So I let him go through his whole spiel. Let him go through all the objections. And then at the end, I just say, hey, man, appreciate your time. Thank you. Um, you know, let me have your card and get back. And he just looked at me like I was amazed. Like, what are you doing? Like, I was like, dude, I'm not, I'm not a guy you can sell. So now he calls on us all the time, and more of it is just for me to have 10 minutes of levity in my day. I mean, he probably, probably sees me once every month, and now it's just me and him talking, shooting the shit, because he realizes I'm an old salesperson again. He calls because he's trying to build a relationship business. He's trying to build a relationship with me so that I can eventually say yes. Now I have said yes to his product um, because it's been a year, but um, because I didn't have the, the autonomy and the budget um, but I went ahead and suggested now it's moved to a hey man I can take care of you but you need anything else so I was like well you know I was looking into this I was looking into that you know look into it for me and tell me what's this even for me but yeah I just it's interesting again it's interesting to me because like it didn't start the relationship the business relationship didn't start off with a sell and the guy calls on us. It started off with a, I don't want to buy your stuff because I don't want to be sold. Come at me with a relationship business and come at me every other month or whatever it is. We'll talk for a little bit, we'll talk for a little bit, and you can start telling me a little bit about what you need to be It wasn't until maybe the fourth time that he called on us that I realized that he's actually doing that. So I said, okay, well, hey, listen, man, tell me why this and this and this would be beneficial. And he looked at me like, what? I was like, yeah, just tell me again why this not no sales presentation piece, but tangibly tell me why I should make this switch because I'm not seeing the money beneficial. I'm 
not seeing the beneficial money. I'm not seeing the saved uh, time, and I'm not seeing the, the, I guess, the labor cost. Um, and he explained it in a, in a real tangible way, and I was like, okay, that's interesting. So you're telling me that you really can deliver the goods? He goes, yeah. Okay. I'll see you next month, man. Appreciate it. You know, and we kept doing that. I started asking different pieces, different questions. And most people would look at me and be like, oh, man, you're a hard sell asshole. And I'm like, mm, yes and no. Yes, it was a hard sell for him to, to lock me down. But at the same time, the amount of business that I've generated from him after he, after me and him agreed to work, you know, for, for me to take on his business or his services, the amount of people that I called up from different organizations and said, hey, I got a guy for you. He's a good guy. He's going to take care of you. Right? And that's not because I hold sway or anything like that. It's just a referral-based business. So he calls on them. He shows them the product. He shows them what he wants to do, how he can help their business, and, and they just moves on. And it's, it's, it's really nice. It's very nice. And, uh, yeah, so as you get older, man, things start breaking down. But as you get older, you realize that relationships are super important. You know? I do. I realize, I realize that, hey. Relationships are important. You know, the fact that I can call on somebody, or the fact that I can be in contact with somebody, or the fact that, you know, X, Y, and Z, no big deal. I'm, I'm, you know, I look at it from a point of, if I ever left the, the company or the job that I'm with, I'm pretty sure he would try to um, bring me in as a sales rep or as a, as a manager or somebody who oversees accounts or something like that because he realizes that I have the, I have the, the intelligence to do it. I realize that I have the gumption to, to stand ground and then he probably has a better way of dealing with it. And the way I guess I would I would sell myself would be like, hey man, I mean, at this point you know what it is, so I would just drop off some stuff. I would just be like, realistically, you know how most sales presentations go, you get with a, you have objections, all they can say, let's, let's skip all that. I mean, I'll show you the things I need to show you to show you that this product works, to show you that the benefits of it. But as far as like the sales presentation, I think I've dropped that. Like, hey, so this is this is what it is. And, and the truth is, I wouldn't drop it at all. I would continue to sell the sales organization. I wouldn't make it so um, so hammy, right? But I would I would continue to say word for word what was on my sales script because most of the time it would be well well-designed sales will, um, will sell, right? If you say it word for word, and you say it with conviction that you need to say it with conviction on, and, and you, you know, believe the product is doing what it's supposed to do, you're going to make that sell. You really are. You're going to make the sell. So, it's just, that's the piece. I mean, you really will. I mean, sales is nothing but, you know, oh, confidence. No, what it is is making sure that you have uh, memorized, learned a sales product. That's all it is. Memorizing yourself. I guess looking at those pay stubs and looking at those checks and I, I kind of start to think, eh, 
And by the way, the reason why I left the sales organization that I alluded to was simply because they had they had two different things going on. You had um, the business owner was a huge pothead, uh, did a little cocaine in his time, and he was not very good at managing the business. He was very erratic, and that was very scary considering how um, how much money you're talking about potentially making. You know, if you sell X amount of units, you're going to get X amount of money, and that X amount of money can easily be used for a problem. One check bounces, and I'm just like, you know, okay, I've got to go. You know, and because it's a salesperson that started the business, they're going to convince you, and they're going to make sure that you know, oh, hey, it's not a big deal, or oh, hey, this stuff happens all the time, X, Y, and Z, and it's like, hold on, man, like, that's not, that's not what it's. Second reason. I left was because the uh, the company signed a partnership with a I guess it's like a third party company to generate new leads. How to generate new leads? Um, they would have a, a, a more of a sophisticated way X Y and Z. It's just not it's just not going to happen. You know, it, you had a internet based business, right? You had an internet based way to generate sales leads. And the prospective clients were not, right? They're not falls within the demographic. Like for instance, if it if it's like a home repair roofing company, let's just say that it's what it is. It wasn't, but let's say that's what it is because that's something that most people can relate to. You would probably be looking for homeowners that not just got their home because they're brand new. Homeowners who've probably been in their house ten years and have realized that hey, maybe. You would pick homes that are built, like it's 2020 right now. So you're looking for homes that were built in 2008, maybe, 14, 15 years. It's about when that roof starts to go, because it's a 15-year roof. So you're looking for houses and subdivisions that were born and made right around that time. And then you're going to go talk to them and say, hey, I'm so-and-so with such-and-such, and I'm a roof person, and I want to show you why our roofs are based for the next 60 years, and this is the kind of material. This is the kind of material that you have right now. This is the kind of material that we can give you. X, Y, and Z. Now, I wasn't a roofing guy because I have no idea how roofing is done. But that's generally the base of it when you sell stuff door to door. You find a prospective client. You you know that all the, the demographical area in, in closing to it is... So you have like 70 prospective clients right now. You're going to talk to 70 people over the course of three weeks and try to figure out who's home when... You try to catch up with some people. Hey, there's Jerry and John. Jerry works at night, so uh, Janice has to be here in the afternoon. So it looks like it's a weekend call. You know, those kinds of things. But t- particularly, that's kind of what we're doing. We're door-to-door kind of thing uh, or a, uh, uh, you know, word-of-mouth business kind of thing where, oh, yeah, go talk to my, my friend Jan. Jan lives over here on this street in this house. Uh, she'll be able to tell you whether or not it's a good idea. So then you have uh, the new way that they were doing. The new way was very simple. It was, it was uh, we're going to send out all these mailers and flyers, and then we're going to get an internet-based computer telling us where these things are. So for me, instead of working in one demographical area for two to three weeks, and we're talking to all these families, and we're trying to get, for instance, roofing done or something. Okay, awesome. You know, I, I know that these clients are probably uh, in the demographic that I need. Um, I would go, like, let's say, uh, the new roofing demographic place would tell us to go to Crosstown. 
about it. Crosstown Indies. And you're going to go meet Jake. And Jake has been in this house for 57 years. And Jake is 75 years old. Jake doesn't look like he's in great health. His wife, Jane, she is just as old. And in the sales presentation, like, hey, this sounds great. I need a new roof. But I also need a coffin because I'm going to die pretty soon. It's like, Jesus Christ. Like, I was like, well, it's going to increase the value of your home. And, you know, that way... You know, if you sell it, well, we're not gonna sell it. we're gonna die in this house. I'm like, fuck, like, you know, it's 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 hard to it's hard to sit here and be like, yeah, but you need this, which you don't, you know. It's very difficult. <laughs> anyway, um, you know, that's that's sales and that's the reality. But when you go away from one organization, one specific way that's really working, and you're making you know, five thousand dollars a week. And then you turn around and you start doing a different way where, I guess, the way you generate leads, the way you demographically break apart your leads, it doesn't work. And when it doesn't work, it's easy to tell because your sales go down, your unit revenue goes down, your units go down, um, all, all of that stuff. You're begging people to buy your product at that point. And that's one of the main reasons why I left is because I wasn't going to beg people to buy this product. The product was good and we knew how to, we find, we knew how to find clients that were interested in our product. We knew how to prospect them. It's a little bit more of a legwork, but at the same time it showed results because we were not necessarily cherry picking. We were, we were pretty much uh, finding a good demographical sweet spot and, and talking to those individuals, Right the mailers and the new system the way that they did it it was computerized it was it was more of a it was more of an exploratory way right so uh you know maybe they're in the same neighborhood or maybe they're 25 miles away from each other and 25 miles in houston you're in a different subset of houston so for me it's hard to say it was successful because it wasn't for me um, they also changed the way that we did a sales presentation, right? Uh, an unproven script with unproven pieces. Um, and there's just a lot of doubt. So a lot of people left the organization. Owner had a little bit of a, of a drug issue. Um, that also helped make the decision a lot easier is because you see a, a third-party system come in and it's like, okay, um, you know, the prospect clients were not great. You got to do more presentations, but to less quality, less vetted uh, clients. So it's more of a crap. It's more of a crapshoot of, listen, this guy is not really interested. I don't know why. It's like, Hey, if we were, if we were prospecting the other way, I don't know if we would even talk to this guy more than likely we would. Right. Unless it's like a Tuesday and it's slow. And he, and you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's a Friday afternoon where all these houses and all these people are, are, are not busy. They're either getting ready to go do something or they're, they're sitting in, right? They're sitting in at the house. It's been a long weekend. They want to relax, <clears throat> right? So it's just, it's just so hard to sit here and say that kind of stuff. It's just extremely difficult, but Again, you realize those things when you get older, that uh, some things do work, some things don't, and sometimes you got to move on, you know. I moved on from that job uh, pretty quickly once I found where the direction was going, once the company was, was in that position, and then also once the owner was uh, was uh, was doing his thing, 
it was pretty apparent like what I needed to do. So the decision was made. I took a job with uh, with another organization, and then you know I, I moved on. But I do miss the checks. I do miss the sales presentational part of, of realizing that you're convincing somebody um, to to buy a product that generally will help them out if they have the means to afford it. Um, yeah, so it was it was pretty awesome. But at the same time, I mean that sales. Hey, that sales, baby. You know, it's like, it's like, oh, you know, uh, dude, did it ever feel dirty? I get that question a lot. And, uh, sometimes it did, you know, sometimes you're talking to individual prospects that are prospected clients that aren't financially sound or, you know, they're like living off the seat of their pants. You, you know that they're either going to file for bankruptcy or they're going to, um, you know, they're not going to be uh, the type of clients that will probably serve out the whole agreement. But yet you sign them up and you sell them anyway, right? You, you get, you continue this debt, right? This debt cloud, this debt ceiling, um, you know, in the, in the consumer culture. Um, I felt dirty about that. Like I really did. I felt like that was something that, uh, that I, I didn't like or I didn't want I didn't like the idea that I was uh, I was adding on to people's um, debt, you know, just adding up uh, more hardship for them. And then, yeah, you felt good when the when the individual could pay in cash, right? When the when the certain prospective client was just like, "Yeah, I paid in cash," you know. I'm like, "Oh God, well, there's a cash discount then too. Let me go ahead and hit, you know give that to you." It's like, "Ah, we're not gonna finance it," you know. I was like, "Oh, okay. Oh, we'll just pay you in cash." Okay, well, that makes uh, uh, that makes it a lot easier for you to just you know write me a check and then you know make sure the check bounces. You get the money immediately. So anyway, all right. Well, this has been drive time. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, appreciate it. Catch y'all next time.